With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Awesome Cody. As usual, I'm your host, Cody, and today we are wrapping up May's theme of awesome horror franchises. And today we're wrapping it up with yet another movie that has another sequel coming out. Uh, well, it's only sequel so far, but it's going to make it a franchise, I think is what they said. I don't know. Anyways, it's A Quiet Place um, and A Quiet Place 2, which comes out uh, th- as of recording this Friday. But if you're listening to this in the future, future, uh, May 27th, I believe is the date. Uh, no, 28th is the date. I'll be seeing it on Thursday, the 27th with Paige, uh, and then probably talking about it with the guys uh, on the main podcast at one point. But uh, that's for another day. So for the folks who don't know, um, anyone who doesn't know what A Quiet Place is, A uh, Quiet Place is a horror film uh, directed by John Krasinski. It came out in 2018. It was written by a gentleman named Brian Woods and Scott Beck, along with Krasinski himself. Uh, who is credited as a uh, co-writer on the screenplay, but it's based on a story that um, Brian Woods and Scott Beck uh, have been working on for quite a few years, um, and they use a lot of the references from when they grew up in Iowa near farms to help build the atmosphere and the environment that the the movie takes place in. Um, so the cool thing about this movie, a couple of the cool things. One is it's intense uh, from beginning to end. It is brutal brutal uh throughout the movie uh there are lots of uh shocking twists in it um not like oh the monsters were always in the house um but it is just the unbridled unforgiveness really i guess you could say so basically what i'm talking about is the movie starts off with uh the abbott family uh scavenging uh, scavenging scavenging uh inside this uh town um, which later comes back in the uh, trailer for the second one. But, um, and we're in a world we don't know too much about yet. Just know that there's, uh, these creatures, monsters who are attracted to sound. So the less sound you make, the better and more safe you're going to be. Cause they can't really see you, uh, with visible eyes or, or, or light. It's all by sound, uh, much like bats and other, uh, creatures like that. Um, and so, there, uh, what the brutal part is in the beginning, uh, they, the, the, the family is, uh, John's character, uh, Emily Blunt, his real life wife and wife in the movie, uh, their, uh, oldest daughter, uh, their middle son, a younger son, and then, um, Lee Abbott or, or, or 
Evelyn Abbott, who is played by Emily Blunt, is pregnant at the time. And the movie starts with them uh, scavenging through uh, and scrounging things in the town. And uh, they, uh, the son sees an a, a electric engine, a, a fire engine, and he decides he wants to use that uh, or take that, but they need to not have batteries in it because, well, it makes sound and things like that, and that's very bad. So um, they are going along. Um, Bo uh, essentially has the toy. Um, the uh, fire engine uh, has batteries in it. It goes off. Sound uh, rings through. Um, uh, so uh, they, I'm trying to remember, they're on a bridge? Yeah, yeah it's a bridge. Um, and they're walking, and the, the sound goes off. Lee who is Krasinski's character, hears it, runs for his youngest son, but right before he gets there, he the son gets grabbed by one of the monsters and is carried off into uh, the woods, presumably being dead, um, and we find out later on. Um, he is. Uh, the movie then jumps a year ahead um, to when now... Oh, I'm sorry, that, that was a year ahead, and Emily is pregnant, uh, and they're on this farm where they have set up with uh, with signal lights and, and things like that. And they've kind of, for over the last year, have built a, uh, a life at this farm and uh, f- kind of fortified it and, uh, and have been doing different things to reach out and try to find other people um, and uh, so on and so forth down, down the line. Um, so the cool thing about this movie, another cool thing about this movie, is uh, their oldest daughter, who is deaf in the movie, is actually played by an actress who is deaf in real life. And Krasinski wanted that to add realism to it because he didn't want an actress acting deaf. He wanted an actual deaf actress for two reasons. One, authenticity. authenticity I can't talk, apparently. Um, as well as giving them a chance to learn what it's like to live in that world um, and help them on set kind of develop a family dynamic around having a deaf child in the family uh in this world which is uh two two things about that is is interesting concept for this movie and i don't know if that was always something that was in the in the story or not and i don't i i never looked it up but the one of the cool things is her handicap is both beneficial to the family as well as hindering the family because she has a hard obviously can't being she doesn't she can't hear so she doesn't know if and when she might be making noise because if she for example steps on something that clatters and she doesn't know it she can't hear it um per se because the she does have hearing aids but they've fallen in disrepair over the time because again we don't know how long this has been uh, a world they lived in but um so john's throughout the movie is trying to improve on it and help her here again uh but uh, he is obviously not a uh, probably not the an expert in that field as well as in this post alien world or aliens monster world i don't know where they came from they don't ever explain it um which i like about it uh he uh He's just trying his best to help out and do what he can f- to help her uh, um, live in this world uh, because apparently 
with those hearing aids. I think the ones that have the implants, she could partially hear before. Now she's like full on deaf because she doesn't have her hearing aids properly. Um, and he's he's always trying to help. They also have uh, the radio system set up and, and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, warning triggers and things like that. They use to hear the monsters as they creep around because they're pretty silent because they need to be silent uh, to be able to hear prey properly. Anyhow, so it's awesome that way. The other part about her her being deaf in the movie, um, not, not a cool thing, but basically a, a cool detail about it is that they, the family already knew sign language, American sign language, and so that actually helps them uh, survive in this world where they need to not talk and they need to be able to communicate still so they, the parents knew American Sign Language and they taught it to their kids so they can communicate with their older sister and it comes into handy when they're living in a silent world because of uh, um, the, the the monsters in the world they are, are living in um, and it's pretty cool that way um, I guess I should have said spoilers about the beginning of the movie but that's my bad, I guess. Whatever. It's too, it's the movie's fucking four years old at this point, so or three years old. I don't know math. Three years old. Um, so you know, get get to it. Um, so uh, like I said, John Krasinski um directed this movie as well as as I said earlier, as well as co-wrote the screenplay. Um. As a, uh, I don't know, um, well, I know it's not his first uh, directorial movie, which I don't actually remember the name of. Uh, I guess, was that his first one? Brief Interviews with Hidden Men, or Hideous Men. That might be his directorial debut. Um, I don't know, but he's done a lot of things. John uh, John Krasinski is best known for being uh, Jim Halpert on off on The Office, as well as nowadays being uh, Jack Ryan in the, the Jack Ryan TV show on uh, Amazon, um, as well as uh, well many different things. But he had a small he had a lot of small roles and small and bit roles in different shows throughout the years. Um, even during uh, the The Office and uh, and things like that, he still had. Um, uh, appearances on different shows. Um, Movie-wise, he's done a lot of different things. Um, he uh, probably some of the best stuff. Um, well, well, he was in the Muppets. But he played himself in that one. Um, Leatherheads. He was really good in that one. Um, he did uh well he was a voice in uh Monsters vs. Aliens as well as in uh Monsters University. Um uh do 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 I don't don't remember him being in taxi, but I don't think I remember that movie very well. Um oh Jarhead, that was a really good one too. Uh really fucked up movie. Um he was a, a voice in Shrek the third. Um boo 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 boo. There's something else. He was he did a bunch of rom coms uh, as well in there too. There was something else I was thinking. Of. Oh, Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. That was a good one too. He was in that one, and he produced one of the best movies ever made, which is Manchester by the Sea. 
Um, so, you know, you should uh, watch that if you haven't already. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so he's done a lot of different things. And it's uh, John Krasinski. He's awesome. Uh, next up is the writers. Uh, so the two gentlemen who wrote this movie have uh, worked with each other for a very long time. They're old. They're friends from growing up in Iowa together. Um, and then uh, Davenport, Iowa, technically, is where they came. They went to. Um, and uh, they've written several movies. Uh, they directed uh, a bunch of, well, I think Brian Woods directed a bunch. Well, I think they actually directed it together. I think I saw a list of a bunch of stuff they did together. But anyways, as a group, they've done a movie called Impulse, uh, which was um, a movie came out in 2010. Um, then there was Night, uh, Night Flight. I can't, I can't talk with words, apparently. Night Flight. Uh, they did A Quiet Place. Um, they did a, a, directed a movie called Haunt. Amenities uh, I have not ever seen. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Writing-wise, uh, uh, obviously A Quiet Place is their biggest thing that they've done. Um, the uh, the cool thing... So, again, I haven't seen the sequel yet. Uh, it, it's, you know, obviously it, I'm going to see it uh, in, like, two days. Um, but the... Uh, John has... Uh, he, he has written the sequel, uh, and he's directing the sequel as well. And he's in it. Uh, in flashbacks, uh, spoiler, because he dies in the first movie, um, and uh, which is pretty cool, because like you kind of get to see again. We don't, I don't think we're really gonna find out exactly where the monsters come from. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if I've tried to avoid a lot of the trailers to kind of like keep it, you know, f- like you know, fresh and and and, and uh, unspoiled in my brain. Um, but I know from the 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 one trailer. Uh, we saw last year, right before the pandemic happened, and kicked this movie to to way, to way back to now. Is there's a flashback of the emergence of the monsters for the first time? Uh, you see it from the perspective of the Abbott family in that small town that they end up living outside of in a, on a farm, um, and you see the utter wreckage the monsters do, and then jumps forward to the events after the first movie, and uh, the remaining Abbott family moving forward, uh, trying to find a new place because at the end of the movie, the, the, the farm they were living on burns down as, as well as in a wreckage from the attack that happens at the end of the movie. Um, and a lot of things like that. And it's got a, a extended cast, uh, with a lot of people that I actually like a lot. Uh, Cillian Murphy is one of them. Uh, I think he's an amazing actor and I can't wait to see him in this one because he's probably going to be fucking amazing. Uh, you have, and I don't know if I ever say his name correctly, um, but it's Damon Hausen, I think, or Hanzu. I'm not too sure. Uh, he's been in a lot of things. He's been in a couple of Marvel movies. Uh, uh, he's been uh, he was in Captain Marvel. He was in um, Guardians of the Galaxy one, uh, I believe. Um, he was in Aquaman. Um, Constantine he played Papa Midnight. Um, he was in Shazam. Uh, he was in Gladiator way back in uh, 2000. Uh, Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, 
<sighs> what else? I think he's been uh, I, I didn't pull up his things. He's been a lot of different things. Uh, Amistad, that's when I was trying to remember. I was like, man, he was in another big movie. Amistad, uh, he's pretty awesome. Uh, and Cillian Murphy, of course, is uh, uh, to, to me always going to be big for two movies. One is uh, the his version or, or, or interpretation of Scarecrow in Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman Begins, um, as well as in the beginning of Dark Knight. Uh, and then, of course, his uh, portrayal or his character in um, 28 Days Later, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, non-zombie zombie movies. And if I ever talk about the movie, I should talk about those movies. Uh, or that movie, especially because it's really good. They're not technically zombies because they're not technically dead. Uh, and they're not technically undead. Uh, it's a rage infection. doesn't matter. Uh, it's a great movie and it's uh, just so good. Um, and again, returning is uh, um, Millicent Simmons, who is... Uh, the plays Regan Abbott, the the deaf daughter of uh, uh, Lee and um, Evelyn Abbott. You have uh, Noah, I think it's Jupe uh, or Jupe. I'm not too sure. Point coming back as Marcus Abbott, the uh, middle son, um, and then you have John Krasinski playing Lee Abbott in flashbacks, like I said. And and Scoot McNary uh, is in it in a role I don't know too much about. I just know he's in it because he's on the list of cast members. Um, I'm really excited about this new movie. I loved the first one so much. Uh, again, like I was saying, right before the pandemic happened, we actually had tickets to go see a double feature of the uh, the first movie, followed directly by the second movie, and we were all super excited. And then the week before that happened, they called the shutdown for the pandemic, and all movie theaters closed. Movie went away. They gave us our money back and depression hit pretty heavy uh, because I want to watch that movie real bad. Uh, And now a year later, I finally get to do that in theaters and it's going to be awesome. Um, So, yeah, that's it for this week's episode. That's it for this month's theme of awesome horror franchises. Um, Tune in next week for a brand new theme for June which I don't know what it is yet, so find out next week, uh, and uh, I will talk to you then. And as usual, I've been your host, Cody. This has been The Awesome with Cody, and like I always say at the end of these, let's be awesome.